Hello, Fight Insight fans, viewers, and listeners. I'm your co-host, Brady Bunch, a.k.a. the Non-Binary Ninja, here with my dog, Lexi. And also, as always, with your host, Timmy B. Before we start the show, please follow, tell some friends, subscribe on whatever platform you're seeing or hearing us on right now. On today's episode, we're going to talk about all things Islam. We're going to talk about potential IV use or abuse. We're going to discuss the pound-for-pound ranking, who is number one, and probably a lot of other controversial stuff. But for now, Tim, hit it. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Fighting Sight Podcast. Let's talk. All right. Well, our intro somewhat changed today, Brady Bunch, because we were supposed to have a guest and unfortunately they have not shown up. But we're going to move ahead so we can get this uh, episode in the books and uh, release it on time as we always do. There is Lexi or Snickers. This is Lexi. Hello, Lexi. So, yeah, we're going to go ahead and we're just going to talk all things Islam because, holy crap, we could fill a whole show just talking about Islam Makachev. Yes, right. Uh, where do you want to start first? You want to start with the IV usage, or you want to start with the fight itself, or you want to start with the um, pound for pound ranking? You know what? Maybe let's start with the fight itself. The fight itself. All right. Yeah. And because our guest no showed, I have zero uh, pictures for this. But okay, fine. You watched the fight. Yes. How did you score it in the moment? All right. Rounds-wise, I'm going to be honest, uh, due to the way I know that the scoring system set up, yeah. it frustrates me a bit. Uh, what I would like to say is I think they should reward points for escaping from the ground or getting back up from takedowns. Sure. Uh, so watching it, uh, you know what? What stinks is due to the takedowns, even though he didn't do so much with it, Yeah. Uh, I would give Islam three out of the five rounds. Uh, uh, do you remember which two rounds you gave Volk? Obviously, fifth. The fifth, without a doubt. It was either the second or the third. I'm trying to remember. Mm, okay. uh, but there was definitely one of them where it was much more clear. Uh, but even just like, yeah, so here's the truth. Uh, you can't deny the fact that he got those takedowns. And as a former yeah. wrestler, I got to say, a few of those takedowns were really nice. Uh, yeah, beautiful. There was one point in particular, I'm sorry, I'm blabbering a bit, but uh, I think, do you remember when Volk like turned and was talking smack to Islam's coaches? Yes, yeah, yeah. Right? So I saw a lot of people sharing that, like hyping up uh, Volk at that point. But what I remember was Volk was so like in their face and then he tried to like go out towards the cage and escape. But I think he was so distracted in that moment that Islam just put on like, it was like su- such quick, like wrap yeah, yeah. up, right? So that's where I'd say, like people that were hating on Islam, making it sound like he got destroyed or something. It was a very even match. Now, what I will say is this, and maybe I'm jumping the gun. These were supposedly the two pound for pound kings. Yeah, knowing even though he lost, and I'm convinced if there was a round six, Volk would have won possibly yeah. even finished him uh i think volk is still the better fighter okay hold on we're not getting to the PRP all right. yet all right so yes but I, but I like that angle okay hold on so i'm gonna say for me 
I scored it for Makachev as well. I actually had it four rounds to one. I know that I think it was the second round that I was close on saying Volk at the time. And I'm talking about when I'm watching it at the time. Yes. What am I looking at? So I saw it as four rounds to one because remember the judges score it after each round too. Uh, Sorry, after each round. So in that split moment, you have to make your decision on that round. You can't then get to the third round and go, ah, you know what? That second round was kind of close for Volk. Maybe I'm going to give that one to Volk. Like it's at the moment. So in the moments as I was scoring it, I thought, okay, f- it, it was 4 nothing for Makachev when we got to the fifth. And then it was like, okay, well, it's game over already anyways. And I remember hearing uh, Volkanovsky's corner, I think after this, in after the second or the third, saying, you have to win every round. Meaning even they were telling him, hey, look, it is not guaranteed that you've won any of these rounds. <laughs> like, you have to win. Yes. So, okay, you and I are on the same page. Makachev won that fight. Um, and now let's get into what you were saying. He's number two. See, but you know what? I'm going to add one more thing. Yes, yeah. he's in that fight. But I also could have seen, I could have seen a draw. When we've seen some draws in the last year, yeah. uh, this is me being biased as a wrestler. Uh, just uh, also, this is, you know, what part of it is judging what Volk did compared to everyone else that has versed Islam. Yeah, yeah, of course. Right, but you're right. So Islam won. I'm gonna yeah. shut up now. <laughs> Islam wins. Yes. I mean, people that were debating that, you're crazy. Pe- people that are saying that Volk won the fight, and I know you kind of just said maybe he did, but there's no freaking way. And if he won that fight, people would have gone insane saying the controversy of him being in Australia, home crown advantage, blah blah blah. Like that would have been insane that he won. I agree. like. Like and it's crazy that people are saying that he won online. You you're insane if that's what you think. I, so I, pound for pound. All right. So this is, is is Islam the pound for pound greatest fighter in the world right now? My opinion is no, but I guess the question is like what really judges pound for pound? Mm-hmm. Right. I saw someone commenting that it's a silly thing that really can't be judged properly. And it's just something they throw out in sports to lead to debate. Yeah. But what I think about is like, all right, pound for pound. If we were to take an athlete and their weight. Look at their skills. Right. Like, how good are they? Right. So I I literally think of size and weight a lot of people are talking about when john jones comes back none of this will matter if he wins because he's really pound for pound uh but looking back at bulk uh he now has two losses i think islam has one right yeah uh it was a close match but here's the truth he moved up in weight and he took on a, a much bigger opponent yeah and he made it where that opponent did not win in the impressive ways that he did in the past. If, or, that, or that you should have. Yes, right? a guy coming up to you. And just on the screen, I'm going to put the current rankings for the P4P as per the UFC website as of February 14th, uh, 2023, in case you're watching this way into the future. So you have Alex Volkanovsky maintaining the number one spot. Islam, number two. Then you get Leon Edwards, Kamaru Usman, Adesanya, Alex Perhea, uh, Aljo Sterling, Charles Oliveira, Brandon Moreno, and John Jones. 
to me, this list is fucking nonsense. Like, this whole thing is stupid. Doesn't make sense, especially knowing to, some of them who have fought each other, too. Well, so I don't think that if you lose a fight, that really impacts anything. I think P for P ranking, to me, in my opinion, is based on your body of work. Right. And yes, of course, you have to be winning way more than you're losing. But I don't think a loss changes anything. I also don't think it's a title that you can lose by fighting another guy. Unless you're both in the same weight class permanently and normally. Like, Alex Volkanovsky is a featherweight. He's not a lightweight. So when he goes up a weight class and loses, I don't know that that really deteriorates from his stock. If, if anything... He lasted five rounds with the champ, almost won, did better than anybody else has ever done. To me, I feel like he gets even higher on the list. I agree. For doing what he did. Like, he proved, like, he's freaking crazy good. And you know what? He made it look, he was smiling through it. He made it look easy. Yeah. Uh, So I agree with you. Uh, Definitely, definitely more impressive. Uh, What do you think about Leon Edwards at three? Jesus. (laughs) <laughs> it's I mean it's ridiculous. Okay, first of all, Islam, I don't think Islam belongs at two. He's only beaten two guys in the top ten of lightweight. He beat uh Armin Sarukian and uh Charles Oliveira. Yes. But he's beaten nobody else in the top ten. No Gaethje, no Chandler, no Poirier, no Fiziev, no Gamrot, right? Like no Benil Dariush the big, big guys in that weight class, he has not even competed against. So I don't understand how you can get there. Remember, he got his title shot off beating Bobby Green. Yes. Who, yes, is one of the greatest wrestlers, uh, greatest fighters in the whole world, if you ask me. But he's not in the top 10. Like, So I don't know why Islam is up here. So then you get to Leon Edwards. I can't even name three people Leon Edwards has beaten or or three Leon Edwards fights that I can remember. Yes. Then, yeah, he's talented. He's skilled, but does not belong up here on this list. Yeah, he may prove it. Right? Like, no offense, but I would say like someone, and I know this is terrible, but like someone like Donald Cerrone, or uh, you know, Robbie Lawler, or like any of the guys who have fought the who's who and won and done well. Why don't those guys get on the list? Like when when you look at their body of work, not just current champions, like Leon Edwards is there. Alex Perea is there. Who's fought what? Three MMA fights. The one, the ones who have been active and you're right. That's exactly how I feel about Alex. Right. But part of me wonders is the ranking like, all right, Alex is now champ. He beat Israel who's on this list. So he automatically jumps up. Right. Leon, he beat Usman. He automatically jumps up. Right. But then it's like, well, why didn't Islam move up? So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the dogs are angry. Uh, and then like, and then you get Aljo on the list. And yeah. a lot of people hate Aljo. He gets so much hate. I feel bad. I hope he shuts some people up. I uh, do too because I love him. But you got to remember, he beat... He didn't beat the greatest guys getting to the title. He wins the title in controversial fashion. So that fight should have no bearing. Yep. Then he beats... Well, he doesn't even beat DJ, uh, TJ Dillashaw. Dillashaw beats himself. Yep. So you shouldn't win anything for that. And then, okay, fine. You had that one fight against Peter Yan that you won, which was not a, a slaughter. 
Yes. So like, it seems like once you have a title belt, you get to be on this list. Yes. But then where's gone? Or I guess he doesn't have the title. Maybe that's why. Uh, I don't know. It's just stupid. Moreno. Moreno's fought the same guy four times. I know. I'm so sick. And he lost two of the, or, you know, he lost one and tied one. So like, how's Moreno on the list? It's just stupid. If Moreno's there, Figueredo should be there. I agree. Figueroa's got a cooler haircut too, so yeah, some points for that. I don't know. This whole list is nonsense. But Islam being, you know, and then Islam's complaining a lot about being number two. He thinks he should be number one. He thinks, hey, if I beat the number one guy, I should get to be the number one. See, so I, I see it a little bit, but at the same time, I felt like the way he handled his post fight speech so irritating, so not needed. So yeah, I guess out of my question, who would you put? In the top five out of these people. If you were to make a top five out of this list. But I only get these these people? These people. If you had to reorder it. Fine. Volkanovsky is there. Like, John Jones is not on the list for me. He hasn't fought in a million years. And, and half of his fights were his, he was on drugs. So I, I can't even put him there. Mm, I guess Usman's got to be maybe number two. Maybe Adesanya. I would put him up there because he was, he was. Adesanya. Yeah. They had to bring Alex in because people were getting too yeah. bored. With his <laughs> fashion of yeah. Although, although his fights have been boring too. Like when you look at like his finishing rate and stuff like that. So that's why Usman kind of was doing, was finishing fights. So I got to put Usman up there. Yeah. Charles Oliveira should, I think should be way higher up there. He's only lost the one fight, right? Yes. And guess so what? he went from like number one, to number eight on the list after losing one fight. And you know what? <sighs> See, going back, talking about Islam and some of the controversy, let's say, so it's been rumored, maybe he used an IV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? It makes me wonder, did he use an IV when he fought Charles, right? Yeah. Like, how will the UFC, if this doesn't oh, right. treat that stuff, right? Uh, would someone like him move back up because he lost to a cheating fighter? Uh, well, and and so to talk about like it, it's your body of work. The thing is, too, you got to remember all the people that Charles Oliveira beat and beat well, right? Think about all the people that Charles Oliveira beat. Just because Islam on one night beats him. I don't know that Islam could beat all the guys Charles has beaten. And that's what a P for P list is. It's about like your overall skills, your overall ability, your overall performance. So until Islam beats more than two guys in the top 10, I still think Oliveira should be above him. So, you know what? I think you're right. I think it makes complete sense. Uh, I also think... I agree with you about John Jones. This would be like seeing someone yeah. like Adam McGregor still on the list. But you, you know what? Is there what I would find interesting? Do they cut this list off at ten, or does it go? Oh up? no, 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 no! It, it it still goes. Sorry, I I only did that because for the screen. So after John Jones, you get uh, Yuri Projaka, Jiri, Dustin Poirier, Jamal Hill, Robert Whitaker, Max Holloway. I mean, Jamal Hill. Okay, he's there because he's champ. I don't think anyone was saying he's pound for pound greatest ever. Robert Whitaker, fine, I agree. Max Holloway, yep, he should be there. Dustin Poirier, yeah, I'm good with him being there. Uh, Jerry, 
Yeah, I'm okay with that. Like, I don't know. Gaethje should be up there. I know he loses a lot, but fuck, that guy's a crazy animal. See, and puts on amazing fights. See, but that's part of it. I don't agree with him, though I love watching him fight. Right? Yeah, yeah. Because uh, he loses too much? Yes, right? And that's yeah. where, like, you should not be on the list. If they had, like, the men's biggest brawler top rank list, right? Then, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, okay, fine. So then you're not going to agree when I try to put Bobby Green on the list? No. <laughs> you know, yeah, I don't know. This whole list is so stupid and made up. But, you know, people were going crazy online about this, too. Like, really mad that Islam wasn't number one and blah, blah, blah. And Islam's mad. I mean, it's all a bunch of nonsense. Um, but why don't, we tra- why don't we transition into the IV thing? Sure. Because you brought that up. Yes. So, of course, there's now the controversy over the IV usage or supposed IV usage. And I'll put a photo up here. There's some marks on Islam's arm, which only get highlighted after Dan Hooker posts, puts on Twitter, essentially, that Islam was cheating, that he was using IVs, and he knows he was using IVs. Yes. Zero proof. How does he know? Wait. Nobody says anything. Nope. Dan Hooker never explains how he knows this, why he knows this. Uh, he doesn't He doesn't offer up any proof. It's been days now, as of our recording of this. It's been days. See, I don't know how legit this is, but someone, I may have, you know. Breaking news, breaking news. There's so much fake news out there, so this could be completely fake. Yeah. But someone made it sound like maybe Dan, <laughs> he has a wife or a girlfriend that's a nurse. And that I guess she's friends with the nurse that supposedly did this for Islam. I don't know. That's that's one of the rumors I heard. Okay, but then but then you would say that you would say I know the nurse. Blah blah. blah. Like you want to hear another theory I heard? Yeah. But this this one's interesting. When we talk about all the UFC conspiracies. Yeah. Some have said that Dana White. This is a rumor. Told Dan Hooker to bring this up and that they picked hooker on purpose. Cause he's not seen as like really usually the rock, the boat or too controversial of the character. And that's one of the things I read online that like Dana doesn't want. <coughs> um, and if anything, this sets up the rematch, right? No. And- okay. Jeez. Oh, there can be no rematch. I don't want to see a rematch. All right, so I, I kind of agree with you, but at the same time, I don't. Okay, hold on, hold on. Let's stick with the IV, and then we'll get to the rematch. And the IV thing. As we know, IVs are banned for a few different reasons, right? Yeah. Uh, so let's just say he was using it for hydration reasons. Yeah. Clearly, we're talking about pound for pound. He's a pretty big guy, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think the rumor was uh, pa- Paulo Acosta with the secret juice that all started because I think he was using an IV to rehydrate and maybe fight at a heavier weight, at least from what oh, okay. I at one point. And that's why they just kept testing him and testing him and testing him. Uh, so I know IVs could be used to put on a lot of weight quickly, as we have seen. It's cheating without cheating, right? Yeah. So you're much smaller moving up like Volk and you have a bigger fighter 
like Islam, if he is using the IV and it is banned, well, that's unfair, right? Like, yeah, of course. Well, it's it's banned. And did you know? Just so that people know, did you know that IV is banned at all times for uh, UFC athletes? I thought it was only banned in terms of rehydrating. But if you're in fight camp, you're not allowed to get an IV even at any random period in in time. Yeah, and you know, I what? didn't know that. You need a. Uh... There was one fighter in particular I was reading about. Unless you have a medical. Yes, right? Yeah. Uh, But I'm sure that's very hard to come by, right? And I'm sure that's not what Islam had, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. uh, The other advantage, the other thing about it, I feel like this has changed a lot. But I know they were able to put in IV bags some type of, I think it was, some type of masking agent. Oh, okay. Yeah. Supposedly they check for steroids and stuff and using the IV, they could put something in that makes things seem as if they come from more natural. Okay. Okay. Plant based. Yeah. Chemically based. Uh, and I remember this is something I think I learned about maybe cyborg back in the day, something tied to this. How but dare like, you? Basically you can take a crap load of steroids, I think. And by using the IV, it kind of flushes it and makes it where you won't test. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was telling you earlier, supposedly it could lead to an increase of blood pressure. If you get hit in that spot, it could lead to complications. But I think most fighters would rather take a risk and get that IV and be more hydrated. Yeah. If they could. Uh, meaning like there was a point in time where UFC fighters were allowed to do this. Yeah. And like uh, remember Johnny Hendricks. Yeah. I think one of the things I read, it could have been maybe hormonally based, but I also read like one of his biggest factors was he would cut so much weight and he would use the IV. And right. then when he couldn't use the IV, it was like the end of that Johnny Hendricks era. Yes. Uh, so the thing is too, and it's funny because again, if you're watching on, on video, when you're making mention of IV, you keep pointing to like your um, under your, elbow like like in the crook of your elbow right um the thing is is that for ivs a lot of ivs normally go through your hand like through the top of your hand like if you're in the hospital and stuff like that an iv normally goes in your hand not in your elbow here and actually when the conspiracy came out and they were showing this photo around showing like uh where it looks like track marks on uh islam's inside of his elbow and people like oh there you know you can see the needle marks he was using he was using an iv my first instinct was to go research where you get IV done. I didn't know that you could get an IV done there. I mean, I guess you can get in any vein, really. But it's normally predominantly done at the top of the hand. When he had the marks there, though, I was like, okay, but this is where they would be taking blood from him for blood tests. And so, sure enough, the excuse given by Islam's team is like, hey, look, he was giving blood. And that's where they were taking blood from him, which that makes sense. That is where you would take it. So for those that are saying, well, what about the track marks? Those aren't fake photos. No, we're not. Nobody's saying it's fake photos, but there's a lot of reasons why he might have been having blood taken pre-fight, maybe a few months pre-fight, whatever. And then like I've donate, I donate blood. That mark can be there for like a good week at least, you know, and if you keep having it done, I'm sure that mark kind of sticks around. See, but I agree. I do agree. But some, I'm going to, can just say a few things that make me wonder. One thing is, I know I'm in pretty good shape. 
And when I get blood drawn or whatever, right, I'm always told like, oh, my God, you make my job so easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have good veins. He clearly has good veins. So, like, a lot of times the bruising will come, I think, when the aim isn't so good. Yes, yes. When the nurse is stupid. Yeah. Yes, right? So part of me is like, I don't know, right? Furthermore, I'm going to be honest. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Just so we can clarify that. You're saying that excuse doesn't make sense because why does he have bad nurses doing it or meaning like yes would it be a bad it's either was a bad nurse meaning he's got a big enough vein where it's gonna be should be this, mm. right okay okay yeah yeah but to be fair i feel like even one time i had some bruising mm-hmm. i'm right in whatever going further uh where was it i'm sorry i've gone in so being a fighter yeah. Thank God I don't fight for an organization that, like, this is part of their policy at the moment, might be in the future. But I got invited to, like, the a fitness fest a few months back. Uh, and there were all these different, like, exhibits and stuff. So there was an IV station. And I remember they were like, yeah, we'll give you an IV for free. So I tried it out. Uh, and it was, like, I think electrolytes, vitamin C, something to help, like, clear your liver right and guess what right here that's where they put it oh okay 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 uh and most of the places that i see i actually have a cousin who started business in vegas dr refresh if you guys want to look it up nice nice Uh, but basically he does that treatment for people whether it's at home or in his like location Hmm. Um, but i think all of it in that way is done through here so I do. I was reading up. A lot of people were like, oh, well, if he wanted to hide it, there's so many spots that you could have put it in, da, 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 da. Um, and you're right. I know that in the hospital, my dad had the IV put in here. Yeah, yeah, in your hand. Uh, so that's where, here's the truth. I like that his team came out with a statement. Yeah. Because if they remained silent, it would have made me question things more. Yeah. I think their statement makes enough sense yet this is where i'm gonna take it uh from what i read you can do you can test to see if someone used an iv because i believe something from the plastic of the bag turns up in your bloodstream why are they not doing this test right now if that's the case well maybe they are and then again does usada go out and test just because dan hooker makes an, a, a fucking allegation like you know, you saw it as like, look, we got other things to do. We're we're hunting down Dagestanis in the middle of the mountains. We got to go find John Jones under a ring. Yes, but that's why I call BS almost on it all. Because it's almost like, all right, if you guys are serious about all this wanting to be banned, mm. and then part of your protocol be testing for IV bags a day or no, two. But I'm sure, no, but I'm sure they are, though. That's the thing. I'm sure they are. And it's not like USADA has to answer to Dan Hooker. Like, that's the other problem. USADA but, only has to say if something happened. See, but no one else, though, like, this is the vibe I catch. Let's say there's, like, 10 fighters on an event, and there'll be more. Yeah. I don't think half of them get tested that day. Sure. I think literally they don't spend, like, it's just certain people. So, But I think a lot of the champions get tested, if I'm not mistaken. And I will ask, we can ask our next fighters that come on from UFC and clarify that. But I'm all I'm pretty positive that the champions or the main events always get tested. And I think that might I think that might be a thing. Okay, while you take that call, I'm gonna do some uh, random uh, speech here. Is that okay? 
That's fine. All right. All right. You take that call. So what I want to say to our fans, viewers, and listeners, thanks for following us. Thanks for watching the podcast. As always, I know we've got so many new viewers and we appreciate it. Again, as Brady Bunch said at the beginning of the podcast, please follow, subscribe, tell your friends about us and go find us on Instagram as well and give us a follow there. The more we grow, then the better guests we can get, the more guests we can get. So keep uh, doing that for us. Next week on the podcast, I don't know who the guest is. We've got someone kind of lined up. Um, we're going to see maybe our guest this week might come on next week. I don't know. We'll, we will see what happens with that. But I did want to give a shout out to former guest of the podcast, Dale Brown, because look what he sent me, Brady Bunch. The book. That's awesome. The, the Detroit Urban Survival Chronicles book that he talked about. He sent me a copy after the podcast. So thank you so much to Dale. I'm going to read this bad boy and then I'm going to do a book review on it. It looks very, very cool. On the back, uh, DJ Khaled has a quote. Snoop Dogg has a quote. Joaquin Buckley, of course, MMA fighter, has a, uh, a quote. Um, so this looks pretty cool, man. And uh, I'm going to check this out. So again, Dale, thank you so much. I'm still getting a lot of hate uh, messages I'm about sure you our are. podcast with Dale. But yeah. I love the dude, and I can't wait to read this book, and then I will be able to tell people what this is all about. Um, and last thing is the fight network uh sorry the podcast network that we're on rageworks network at rageworksnetwork.com go check them out for um, podcasts similar to ours and uh podcasts that are nothing like ours ones that talk about like all sorts of different topics go check them out at uh rageworksnetwork.com and all right so pretty much let's continue um where were we at so i don't know the iv thing (laughs) dan hooker is like prove me wrong how about you idiot how about you prove us that you have any proof of this that you have anything give us a name give us something a picture like dude's got nothing and it's kind of stupid that like you know three days out or whatever there's still no proof and you just besmirch this guy's name like you just you just make this guy's name and his legacy and his win questionable for no reason i get it but you know what though stupid a part of me is wondering if like maybe I'm gonna go back. There has to be something. Was it Bobby Green who was accusing him? Makachev? Yes. So Bobby, yeah, Bobby Green had did the thing where he said, "Hey, look, I fought a lot of dudes before. That dude is abnormally strong," and he essentially made the allegation that, like, I'm pretty sure this guy, coming from where he does, blah blah blah, they run a lot of shit when they were young kids. And growing up and becoming athletes, like they were on a whole bunch of shit. Maybe he's not now, but his allegation was that this guy's grown up using something. Well, you know what's interesting? If you can give me a minute, yeah, uh, I'm going to tell you the name of the drug. Okay, and we're all going to buy it on Amazon and then see who gets the most jacked. <laughs> well, <laughs> fans take part. All right, so this competition. Is I literally just t- typed in Maria Sharapova mm-hmm. uh, because I know she tested positive for this drug. It disrailed her career. Uh, but what's really interesting is four days ago, this is the headline from Mira.com. Islam Makachev tested positive for same banned substance as Maria Sharapova. And if you were to read into this, right? Uh, 
He was supposed to fight Drew Dober on an April 16th. Oh, sorry. Okay. You're reading an article from long ago. Yes. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Four days ago, but they're, ref- they're bringing up what happened long oh, ago. Right? Okay. Okay. Yeah. So he actually tested positive for something called meldonium. Right. Yes. Beautiful vacation spot, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I actually wondered if it came from. Whatever. Moldova? Like, yeah, okay. Uh, when they're naming these drugs and stuff, where do they come up with? Uh, yeah. But basically, prior to January 2016, <laughs> hey, come here, bro. Uh, UFC allowed their fighters to take this. So something I want people to realize is, mm. you know, even if people are not testing positive, they're pumped full of stuff that premier mm-hmm. athletes, Olympians are all taking that if they're not banned at the moment, there's a good chance a lot of it will be in the future, right? Um, Yeah, 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 sure. And, like, it's usually given for people to combat diabetes, magnesium, but what it does is it helps your heart pump blood better. Mm -hmm. I actually read, I think it helps you burn glucose better. It, like... Shit, I need some of this. And basically, I heard it was almost like a poor man's EPO. Hey, I'm a poor man and I need EPO. So hook it up. Furthermore, what was really interesting was when Maria Sharapova tested positive, I can't find the statistic. Yeah. But if you sort a number of Olympians. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It was like something like maybe it was majority of them had this in it before it was banned. Meaning, So all the people were watching on TV. So but going back, he was still taking this after it was banned. And even as a UFC fighter. Yes. And then right. so yep. they ended up not penalizing him down the line because they ruled that if you used it from this time period to this time period, we're going to let it slide. Uh, so in a way. Interesting. Right. So if he's known to take it and I hate to say it. Yeah. 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 Yep. Russia and that region has some of the biggest historical drug sh- cheats on the planet. Yeah. Right. You just uh, lost me all my uh, Russian subscribers. I'm sorry. I love right. y'all. I've got That's a lot right. of Russian blood. Believe Both me. of them unsubscribed, right as you said. <laughs> Fuck. But, but here's the truth. Uh, I'm going to shut up about this, but part of me wonders. With enough, where there, when there's smoke, there's fire. It's almost yeah. like people talk about Conor McGregor and his new build. I think we all know that Conor yeah. is probably enhanced. Yeah. Uh, Right. So, yeah, no, this, well, no. And this is no. And this is like the John Jones controversy. Like when we were going through the P4P list and I'm like, no, nope, John Jones out, like get him out of here. Because to me, anybody that has ever been tested positive or whatever, I can't take them 100 percent at face value anymore because I'm like, well, now there's a little cloudy bit. Yep. So I'm glad you bring this up because, yeah, Islam has not been controversy free for this. And so you're right. So what you're saying is like, well, if you've had the mentality to take stuff to enhance yourself before and previously, mm, would you do other stuff? Yes. And so it's, yeah. So it's in the realm of possibility, but I'm just saying, fuck you, Dan Hooker. Give me something. Otherwise, I really don't like you just trashing people like this. This is why Angela Hill has banned me or, you know, blocked me on Instagram because I called her out for calling out Tisha Torres with no proof right when she just in a in the middle of a press conference goes well Tisha Torres is using drugs blah blah and Tisha Torres is like what the fuck like I've never never even been tested positive once like you yeah. know 
And then when I called out Angela Hill, that block. So like, I'm like, get my, you can't do that shit though. You can't just like say someone's name like that because that forever becomes like a, a, a audio clip or like, you know what I mean? Like people will always use that or say that, or it gets into someone's head and then they, they don't know to check otherwise. It's true. So I don't know. That stuff is nonsense. Uh, all right. We're coming to the end of this podcast. Cause I know you got to go soon. So this is all about Islam. Yeah. So we, we both believe that he lost. Oh, sorry. We both believe that Islam won the fight. Yes. So enough of that nonsense. Uh, we both believe that he is not P for P number one. Yes. Not now. Maybe in the future. Maybe once he beats another, you know, several lightweights, true lightweights, maybe he'll be in that conversation. Uh, we think maybe he took the IV. I feel like you're more on the maybe yes, and I'm more on the maybe no. Yeah. But yeah, sure, there's something. We'll see where that goes. And then last thing, let's just solidify. I say no rematch because I want Volkanovsky to go fight Yair. There's a there's an honest contender there. And then Islam, you've got lots of people to fight at lightweight. I don't need to see these guys keep fighting. Like, You know what? I'm really curious what's going to happen because in the post-fight speech, yeah. Hulk made it sound like he had no interest in a rematch, right? Mm-hmm. And then guess what? There he on is. Instagram. I, you know what? I'm surprised my hand wasn't raised. And that's where I go back to, is this all a constructed Dana White storyline? Where Dana you can't, White... You can't hold up two divisions. See, but you're right. I agree. So part of me is wondering, will they squeeze in like another fight for each of them? And then maybe later on in the year or early next year, right. have another rematch. Whether or not they both still have the belts, even. Uh, but right. if they don't have the belts, I don't think it's nearly as cool of a story. No, there's no, there's no fight there if neither of them have their belt, or if they're not competing for a belt. It has to be Islam has to have the belt. It, yes. It's like even if Volk still has his belt and he goes up, there's no point in that. Yes. And so okay. Tie up divisions unless it's once again Volk maybe dropping down or yeah, he's coming up right. Then I'm all yeah. for it. But you're right. I would rather see them defend the belt, not hold on to them, not hold up other fighters. Uh, yeah. 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 All right. Well, this was a quicker podcast, especially after I edit out your fire alarm. Sorry about that. <laughs> Which people won't know what we're talking about, but there was a fire alarm that happened. So I've hopefully edited that out and you won't notice it in the podcast. Uh, okay. So we've talked about. Yeah, everything Islam, we got through all that issue. So now next week we can go on with other things. I will tell you, um, we will talk about the Jessica Andrade OnlyFans story that we said we were going to talk about this week, but we didn't get a chance to. Um, We'll talk about the Jessica Andrade thing next week as well. I do have a follow-up when Jenna Bishop was talking about her contracts. I'm just going to say this really quickly. Jenna Bishop said on the podcast last week, which is a wicked podcast, so go watch that one. She said that her Bellator contract was for two years, six fights. And she said that if she doesn't complete her six fights, it ends at two years. And I said, do they have to guarantee you a certain number of fights? She goes, no, they don't guarantee me any fights. So that means she signed a contract for up to six fights or well, for six fights within two years. And if it ends at two years, she just goes off. Right. Yeah. I said to her, oh, because UFC contracts have to offer you three fights. And she goes, no. Well, she messaged me right after the podcast, or I think it was maybe the next day. And she goes, shoot, you're right. So she must have talked to her UFC buddies who then confirmed, 
yes, the UFC contracts have to offer you, and, and she said it was three as well, same as me, I think. So they guarantee to offer you fights. And that's why UFC contracts don't have an end date. They just have a total number of fights. And you have to accept the fights to then get out of your contract. That's why Nganu was stuck. Nate Diaz was stuck. GSP was stuck, right? Because you, you have so many fights left on your contract. you got to fight them out. But the UFC guarantees to offer you those fights. Interesting. I reached out to a Bellator guy that I know. And I said, hey, can I just check with you? Does your contract have an end date? Like, is it for an, a specific amount of time? He said, yes. Interesting. So amongst the people that I know, professional fighters at the UFC and Bellator, it seems like that may be a big difference between contracts. So that's interesting. And we should keep that in mind when we interview people in the future. And we should just always ask that to, to see if we can figure that out. You know but what? It, you got me wondering too. Yeah. No, we should ask them all about this. You got yeah. Oh, here's my question. Does this mean I'm stupid? If you don't have the fights, they offer them to you. You're stuck until you have the fights. Yeah. And is there part of it where they're like, hey, we have offered you three fights at least every year. It's been four years. We can now break this contract and let you go. No, 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 no. Because why would the the UFC doesn't care? Because that means in four years, you're still fighting for four-year-old money. That's true. So the UFC doesn't care. We'll keep you forever on that contract. And you can't go fight anywhere else interesting that's why some people like and unfortunately like if you get a bad injury or blah 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 and it takes you out of the game for a while when you come back you're still fighting on that old contract but if you are healthy and you are you know competing at a regular interval you can run through those contracts quick like when you see patty fighting all the time our friend lupi godinez when she fought three times in a month She's burning through that contract, you know what I mean? And then the next contract gets bigger and the next contract gets bigger. So that's kind of what you want to do. And it helps with your sponsorship dollars with Venom too, right? Because the more fights you have, the more your Venom payout is. Interesting. Anyway, so I wanted to tie up that loose end for anybody that's listened this long on the podcast. There you go. Brady Bunch, one more podcast before I go on vacation and we'll have a couple of... um, We'll, we'll, we'll film a couple in advance just with some fight predictions uh, to fill time. But anything you want to say before we go? Uh, you know what? One thing I'll say is I think Albert Ochoa is fighting for that title. I think this, this, week- this weekend. Yeah. Uh, so I'm hoping he wins. You know, he's a friend of the podcast. He's also from the celebrity boxing circle. Uh, but otherwise, uh, oh, the last thing I will say, I'm going to keep my lips sealed for now, but I'm really excited. I know you noticed, Timmy. There's a pro organization that might be offering me some fights this year. Uh, and they want me to find the best opponent. So part of me actually has been debating challenging Lady Farrell, a.k.a. Alana McLaughlin, who is already a pro trans fighter. Mm-hmm. Well, the cis girl last year, but part of me was like, yeah, if I'm going to have the biggest stage and the best competition, maybe I take on Alana, but we could talk about that more in the future. That's it. Uh, And lastly, I hope some of you start buying tickets for March 11th in Atlantic City. I'm taking on Layla James for the trans title belt, OCB. Uh, And I think I'm going to win big. I think it's going to be, I'm going to look much better than I did in my last match. I've been putting the work in. Uh, so yeah, I hope some of you check out the pay-per-view. I wish Timmy 
could make it to the U.S. for that fight, but very soon I can make it. I right. guarantee. So not this fight, but it's like almost guarantee the next fight you have, I will be there. All right. And Hopefully, you know, I will be in your corner. I would love that. And one of my dreams is actually to head to Canada soon too. So maybe, maybe you can help me find some match in Canada. Yes, <laughs> we will do that. We will get that done. Hit up. Uh, Fight League Atlantic. I know I've told you about them before, but hit up my friend Derek at Fight League Atlantic. That dude puts on great shows. All right. Guarantee he will get you on a show. Just call call him up. All right, guys. That's it for the podcast. Let's talk next week uh, with some sort of guest, hopefully. Uh, Apologize for the confusion this week, but next week we will uh, get back on track. And uh, Brady Bunch, thank you so much and have a wonderful week. Train hard. Train hard for that fight. God damn it. (laughs) 